morning. Welcome to Bond Sunday Morning Services. Exploring your faith hour. Thank you so much for being with me. Merry Christmas to everybody and their mama. I hope that you have a very good Christmas season. Uh, I want to personally thank all of you out there and here for the support you've given my church, my organization over this past year. If it wasn't for you, there would be no Jesse, there would be no Bond, the Brotherhood organization of a new destiny. There will be no Bond Leadership Academy for boys this year and next year for boys and girls. Uh, The men and women of this country has been faithful to us now for the last 23 years. And I just want to say thank you so much. I do not take it for granted. We have stayed away from the government and God has made a way through you to help us to help others. And we're looking to see what's going to happen next year. You know, you never know. You just have to take one day at a time, but uh, we're looking forward to great things happening next year, whatever God has in store. And uh, uh, hopefully you'll stick with us and continue through the, the years and days to come uh, starting next year. This is our last Sunday morning service of this year. Next week we take a break off and we come back on the 2nd of January 2014. And uh, so it's been more than a notion. It has been more than an appetite this year. But we made it to this point, and I'm grateful for that. So, again, thank you so much. Next week was tomorrow and Tuesday. We will be doing live radio show, Destiny Pizza radio show. And we're going to deal with, you know, some of the things that has happened this year and the way that we've all stood together to make it through and, Patrick Runa will be there dealing with that as well. On Tuesday, behind the headlines, with one of the smartest white men on this side of heaven. But thanks for the radio show, just everything. It's just been really, really good, and I do appreciate it. Even the uh, tough moments have been the best moments. And so, uh, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. We do not take them for granted. And I want to say good morning to everybody here, and Merry Christmas. On it and don't take your hands off my white Santa all right, and off my white Jesus. I grew up on a plantation with a white Santa and a white Jesus, and I was not traumatized. <laughs> so leave my Santa alone. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, I want to thank you, men and women here, too. It's just been an amazing year. A lot has gone on, and yet we all made it through. And thank you for your support to this uh, ministry as well as the organization itself. Uh, Your prayers, your finance, your ups and downs, your in and outs, your goods and your bads have all been wonderful. (laughs) And I do appreciate that. I really, really do. It's just been more than a notion. This year has been something else. It really has. And... The theme this year has been uh, renewing the mind from within. And so what I want to focus on, since this is the last Sunday morning meeting until January, I want to focus on that theme and how have you been helped by that theme this year, renewing the mind from within. And, uh, and I really want to know, did it help at all? If not, why not? What can we do next year to, to help, if that's possible? Um, uh, you know, and so on and so on and so on. This is, um, and uh, last year, so we always do this at the end of the year to find out what happened. And so my first question Um, renewal of the mind from within, how did it help you or did it help? Because if it didn't help, I want to know that too. Don't lie. Tell the truth. If it did not work for you, fine, that's fine, you know. But I want to know how did it help and did it help this year, all right? And I think I'll start with the mic guy since he's holding the mic. You knew the theme for this year, right? Yes. Okay. Or did it help you? The theme itself, did it help you this year? Uh, no. It did not. And why not? What was the theme this year? 
uh, renewing the mind from within. Okay, and why didn't that theme help? Uh, I think it falls back on myself, not not being consistent with the prayer. Uh-huh. So, um, um, at, at moments during the year, I was consistent for a while, then I'd drop off. So just going back and forth, it, it seems like uh, uh, not being consistent with the prayer that uh, you're not going to uh, get any results or go you, very far. You're not. And so the theme didn't remind you that, you, hey, you, you're being renewed here. You got to pray. Yeah, when I would uh, show up on uh, Sundays, uh, like today, yeah, I would be reminded. But uh, as you get out into the world and uh, you face different challenges uh, or pressures, that uh, I think that my, my main point is that since I was not consistent with the prayer, that uh, it, I didn't, it didn't help a lot. And so you didn't, your life was not enhanced at all this year? I don't know. I'm sorry? I don't think so. No. You don't think so? Wow. So you went through this entire year from January, whatever day we started the meeting, the first Sunday of January, until the last Sunday of December. Well, this is not last Sunday. Is it last Sunday or next Sunday? But the last meeting for the You did not change at all. You just stayed the same old person the whole year. I'm not putting it down. I I can... Think of uh, some instances where uh, I've gotten better, like just being patient with my kids. Uh, that's good. Uh, that's uh, uh, an improvement. Right. Um, uh, I just say throughout the year, that's I guess that would be my biggest uh, accomplishment is uh, uh, being patient with them. Were you patient with your wife too? I'm starting to be more patient with her also. You just started this week? Not this week. Uh, <laughs> I noticed that... Uh, 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 I noticed that if an um, incident would go, would go wrong, uh, I would kind of like put pressure on her. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? And uh, I noticed I'm stopping. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm starting to stop doing that. So, uh, uh, so that's that's another improvement. That started early in the year, the middle of the year, or recently? I would say towards the end of the year. Towards the end, okay. How come you hate your wife so much? Why do you hate your wife so much? I, I think it's not. I kind of see it as not like a normal marriage that that basically we are together uh, because of the kids. And I think if it wasn't for the kids, uh, it, it would be no reason to be together. Really? So did you have kids before you got married? No, it was a little better when I first got married. So when you got married, you had no kids? We didn't have any kids. And so why did you marry her then since there were no kids? Well, over the years after being married, things changed. I mean, the, the person changed. So uh, The person changed? Yeah. Meaning the wife changed? Yes. Did you change? Uh, No, I don't think so. So both of y'all stayed the same. It's just the real person, the two people came out from under the the honeymoon stuff. Yes. Right. And so during the honeymoon when you're blind, everything seemed fine? Yes, it was okay for a while. Oh. And so you didn't know you hated your wife until after the honeymoon? (laughs) <laughs> well, it seemed like uh, after the kids came, uh, um, that's when I really saw like a change. In who? My wife. Oh, from what to what? In your opinion, she's kind of like a recluse. A what? A recluse. What's a recluse? She's like into her own world, into her own. Uh, uh, That's all I can think of. She's into her own world, so to speak. 
she's into her own world with yeah. no one else but herself? Yeah. Oh. And she wasn't like that prior to marriage or during the dating courtship period? Not, not, not as much. Oh. And she was into you then? Yes. Oh, okay. And now she's not into you? No, she's into her own world. And how does it feel about her not being into you anymore? Well, like I said, it it makes it seem like we're together, or I'm staying with her. That that you know we have two boys, and 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 I I pretty much want to you know be there for my boys. So y'all uh, just deal with it. Oh, but you don't want to be there for her. Well, I'm I'm there for her, uh, but you don't want to be. Well, we got two kids, so I have to be. No, but you don't want to be. You say you're there for the children. Yes. But you don't want to be there for your wife. <laughs> well, I'm there. I'm stuck. So I have <laughs> two there, boys. I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have a choice. <laughs> so whether I, I want to be or I don't want to be. Uh, I'm there because... Um, You're stuck. I'm stuck, yes. But you don't want to be there for her because if it, were to, if it were not for the kids, you'd be gone. Yeah, it wouldn't be no reason to be there. Wow. That's deep, boy. I'm well, telling you. I mean, she's into her own world, and, and uh, uh, you know, I have my own responsibilities to take care of. But I have the, the two boys, so that's my, that's my situation right now. What an unhappy situation, huh? Let me ask. Uh, you said that the marriage is not normal. Uh, what? I don't know any normal marriages. There, I don't think there is this. Who will you compare your marriage to? Well, I'm not comparing huh? it to anyone, but I just know that it's not, it's not normal. What's a normal marriage? Well, you, you sleep in the same room. You sleep in the same bed. Uh, uh, that's one point right there. And you don't sleep in the same room with your wife? No. You don't sleep in the same bed? Well, I guess if you're not in the same room, you're not in the same bed. Let me ask. Uh, so, I know. Um, and that's the way you want it, or she wants it that way? That's the way she wants it. Oh, she wants it that way. Oh, she doesn't even want you to be in bed with her. Get out of my room! Yeah, so... That's my situation. How do you feel about that? I mean, I got to take care of my boys. That's the most important thing in my life. Uh, so I just deal with it. Um, and you think a normal marriage would, would be to sleep in the same room with your wife? Absolutely. Yeah. Brother, <laughs> there are men and women sleeping in the same room. There are some who are not. Believe me, I've counseled over the last 23 years. I was surprised to know the number amount of young couples who are not sleeping together after a period of time. You're not the only one. So yeah, and so in that situation, she's kind of like a roommate uh, uh, in my eyes. It was her decision, too, not to sleep together, according to you? Was well, when there was never verbal, but she just started sleeping in the other room, and I just accepted it. And you never asked why or anything? No. Oh, I see. So you feel like you have a roommate? I said, it seems like she's a roommate. Is she paying half the rent? No. Well, she ain't no roommate. Rhonda <laughs> 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 uh, says she take care of the kids for free. That's how she pays her rent? Uh, I never thought of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> It, we don't have a lot of communication. I mean, mainly when we, commu we communicate sometimes, uh, it's off and on. It's not like constantly uh, communication. I mean, something might happen on, on the job, and she'll talk about that. Something happened with the boys, we'll talk about that. And that's about it? Do you guys want to talk about you? Hold on a minute. He's not on mic. Hold on. Yes, go ahead. Do you want to talk about your relationship at all? That's my question, too. Do you talk about your relationship? Like, Come on, honey, let's talk and see what's up with this. Do you, as the man of the family, do you try to deal with that with her? 
No. And why not? Well, when I, I have in the past, it'd be short answers, quick one-word answers. So, like, over the years, you just kind of, he like, you just kind of stop. He like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Isn't that her voice? I guess so. Yes. Whatever you say, John. <laughs> um, what's your role as? the head of your wife. How do you see your role as the head of your wife and your family? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I, I never really uh, uh, think about that. Uh, for the most part, uh, a lot of times I think about my oldest son. My, my, my wife took him to a doctor and they diagnosed him as autistic. And so um, I'm constantly thinking when I'm at work, uh, activities, projects, things I can do to help him. I notice like he gets on the computer and he won't get off that computer so I have to put the computer up. So um, um, my mind is constantly more on him. And then, you know, my other son, my youngest son is, is, I mean, he's okay. So when I'm at work, I'm always thinking about my oldest son. Oh, okay. you got to reverse what you're thinking about. You shouldn't be thinking about that. You should be thinking about your prayer and your relationship with God so that he can guide you, so that he can bring you out of the darkness of your imagination and, and show you how to deal with the issues of life. Your focus is wrong. You should never, ever, 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 but never think about the situation itself you should always think about you and the way that you're handling the situation. Want God to show you. Because the situation is not your issue. The inability to see clearly and deal with the situation is your problem. So you got your mind focused on the wrong thing. You're, you know, one morning, I, and I'm going to get into this a little bit more about myself, this week, I realized, oh, my battle has never been with people. My battle has always been with my mind. It's this battle going on with the mind, with good and evil, and my battle has been with that, and never with people. But I've fought off and on with people, and it doesn't matter what they're doing or saying to you or about you or how they're trying to hurt you. Your battle is still not with them. It's with your mind. That's where the real battle, and you not focus in on that by not praying, and your the the thing that you'll focus on and the way you'll focus would never solve the problem that you're having. It would never solve them. Because as a husband of your wife, you're the Christ over your family and you're not leading your family in the right way to go by being that perfect example. So you're no good to your family. You're blaming your wife. You're looking at all her flaws and they're probably there. You know, I'll take your word for that. But your wife is not your issue either. Your mind is your issue. And your wife needs her Christ to be a perfect love so she can see her way out. You're in the way between she and, and Christ so she can't see her way out. She's not getting love from you. She's getting hate. And so it's not her, it's you. She got her own issues. But if you're messed up, your whole family's going to be messed up. And God can even work through you to show you how to help your son too. You can't do that of yourself. All right. Your focus is wrong, John. And that's why you're, you're no good to your family because you blame your wife. She got her own world. And it may be, but she need help out of that world. She need to see how to come out of it. But if you're not seeing how to come out of your world, you're not going to be able to help your wife come out of her world. It, that, makes, it makes sense. And that's where the focus should be. That's what uh, renewing of the mind is all about. It's about your mind being renewed, not your wife, and not comparing your marriage to anybody else or anything else. You deal with what's in front of you accordingly. Your wife is not your problem. You're your own problem. Your mind, you're lost in darkness. You have a good wife. Your wife, is, I know your wife. Your wife is a nice wife. She has her issue, but she's a good woman. She wants to be married. She wants a family. She wants you. And 
but she also want to overcome her traumas as well. She's been through a lot. You met her family. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and all you want to do is just dump her. You have no compassion for her at all. And you can't go around your wife and think that you're going to love your children but hate your wife. If you don't love your wife, you don't love your kids either. If we don't love our enemies, we love nobody. Now you're looking silly. Well, I'm just thinking, because I was going to say is, yeah, I know I am. But uh, I was just thinking that uh, I kind of don't deal with her, but I guess that's the same thing. as. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Would you want God not to deal with you? No. And you're as bad as your wife? Jesus and God get up every Sunday morning and look at you get ready for church or going to work. Look how bad John is. Lord. And then God say to Jesus, <laughs> God said, Pastor Latte, this is a, <laughs> we're going to need some extra strength coffee on this one. But he, he never, ever, ever gives up on you. Never. And you're no better than your wife. We all have sin and come short. But yet God doesn't give up on you the same way you shouldn't give up on your wife. And just because she's locked away in her own world or locked away in her, in her bedroom is not a reason to be giving up on her. You have two children. You don't need to be sleeping together no how. Well, like, Sleep with a teddy bear or something. If you got to have something fuzzy. Well, <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, somehow I have to Reverse my thinking. Uh, yes. We got to renew your mind, buddy. Don't focus on the boys. Uh, the focus should be on you. On me. All right. And then you can see how to help your wife and your sons. Okay. And you've allowed the whole year to go by without doing that. Which is not a judgment, I'm just saying. Because yeah, now right. a change can start at this very moment. All right. What do you think about that? Uh, you made good points. I, I believe it's true what you just said. Uh, I do uh, need to focus more on prayer and God. And there are people in this world who hate me, and some of them are close to me, and they want to destroy me. They really do. They're so mad. But my focus is on me. They're not my issue. I want to be able to love them. You talk about love. If you can love people who hate you, you have real love. If you don't wish bad for them in your heart, and if you're not going out gossiping about them and trying to destroy them, you have love, and that's how God loves us. We're some messed up folks. And if we know that about ourselves, there's no way we can hate anybody else. Your wife is doing the best she can. Yes, she is. What? <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else. Does to that say. make sense? Or do but you? It makes, yeah, it makes absolutely. Do you really sense. see that? Yeah, I, I see it. Yeah. It's, there is never, ever, ever, ever a time for hate. There is nothing that should happen to you on this earth by anybody that will cause you to be angry at them. There's never a time for that. Because those people who are trying to hurt you, those people who have their own problems, your wife, and it has nothing to do with you. She has her own issues. Even if they're taking it out on you and trying to make you miserable, it's still not about you. It's about them. So have compassion for them. And, and, and that kind of love only enhances your life. There's never a reason to be angry. That makes sense? Yes. Yes, Wayne. Uh, get, let Wayne hold the mic there. Yeah. I just think the biggest question here is... Hold it up you, to your mouth, Wayne. Do you love your wife? Do you like her? Do you love her? Do you want to be with her? Well, he's asked all those and no to everyone. He's okay. <laughs> See, that means no. Right. 
He said if it wasn't for the kids, he'd be gone. That's the problem, Jessica. You can't solve that. You can't solve that if he doesn't love her. That means he doesn't want to be with her. And so the kids can't be an excuse for that relationship. Well, I disagree with you on something about that, but Rhonda wants to first I'll let your wife say what she's disagreeing with. That's fine. What are you saying? What are you shaking your head to, Rhonda? Love is all-encompassing. It doesn't really matter. Excuse me. It doesn't really matter how he feels about it. You know, you love someone in spite of everything they're going through, Uh, and that's how you show love. Yeah, you love her by not hating her. That's what love. All this emotional stuff is not love. That stuff is here today, and after the honeymoon, it's gone. Because that's not love. You love your wife by not hating her. You love your family members or your enemies by not hating them. Now, that's the solid foundation love. A lot of folks will say, I love you. There are people who are living together and fighting every day and say, I love you. I'm fighting with you, but I love you. So, uh, you're right about that, Ronnie. Yeah, right here. I think I saw your wife here first and then yours. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, want, I want to use an analogy for my man right there. Um, <clears throat> if you got grass in your front yard, you look at your, uh, your relationship like a lawn, and it's, it's all this, the, uh, the seeds and the water that you got to continuously put in it to nurture it. And when it's not being nurtured, you know, the grass turn colors. It turn yellow, and then it turn back to dirt. Right. And I think that by him and his wife not being in the same room, regardless of what somebody feels, I think a man and a woman, they both need affection every day. They need to be told that somebody loved them. They need to be touched, held, you know, all these things that nurture you and, and, and keep you good. And when those things not happen, I mean, the man can't even say that he like her no more because she killing me. And <laughs> I, I mean, I, he, he, he hurt. You know, he's disturbed right now emotionally. And I think that yeah, you need sure. you need those things from your woman. You need those things. I mean, he could love her and he could be there for the kids and all that. But at some point in time, if that can't be nurtured no more, it's no more nourishment, and the line done turn to dirt. You know, I don't advise for him to keep on suffering, or for her to keep on suffering in another room because that get to start playing tricks on your mind. You get to thinking she's doing something with somebody else. Right. And he probably think that already. She probably think that too. So what do you recommend they do? She doesn't I mean, want to be in the room it's, with him. It, I mean, it's either it's time for some counseling. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to recommend for him to get divorced because he made a vow to God already, but right. something got to something give because he, this, it's killing him softly, and it's probably killing her too. Okay, let's come back here for a response, and I want Wayne to respond to him. Oh, I'm sorry. I think um, in the end, the, the relationship that they're having and what's going through him and what's going through her is not, it's not a beneficial for the kids in the end it sure isn't. because they see this they see this relationship and they may either a think that is normal or b not want to ever be in a relationship or get married because yeah. of it yeah, so you have to think about sure, the yeah. kids too very interesting yes run this is the end of the year wind down <laughs> yes Take it from someone who's been married over 30 years. It still goes back to the love that Jesse talks about, that that kind of love can overcome everything. You don't, there's a lot of times in a marriage that you don't like each other. And even if you sleep in the bed together, you still don't like each other. Right. <laughs> so you can still overcome a lot of things. And it has to be about you always looking at yourself first and figuring out what you're doing wrong and, 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 and improving yourself first. And then you can allow for that person to, have make their mistakes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Wayne. <laughs> uh, that's true. Um, yes. Um, I don't. I think that you need to, of course, look at yourself. That's number one. But I don't think that you came to realize that you actually resented her because I don't think that, I think that was sort of a new concept. I thought you, I thought you were surprised to hear 
that you resented her, that you hate her. I thought you just kind of felt neutral to her, kind of like, you know, she's somewhere else and you're just dealing with your children and that's it. And you're not really looking at how much hate there is. And so if you can resolve that and make and, and yeah. change that, if God will change you and you'll have a softened heart towards her, yes. the whole relationship will change and she'll see it. And then there's a chance for you because to me it's very sad. You're a young couple and yeah. you have children, you have a life ahead of you, and at one time you loved this woman. You wanted to be with her and she was attracted to you. And that could still be there. It, there's still a chance. But I think you have to first look at yourself and come to realize, yes, I've been hating her. And she feels it. She knows it. Because every, you know, everybody sees others' faults. They don't, you know, you might not see your own, but everyone sees yours. Yeah. So she's, she feels it. And so she doesn't want to have much to do with you, I think. And just imagine that, John, if you, your wife looked at you and she saw pure love for her, and here she is tripping out. You know, she's in her own world, as you said, sleeping by herself, as you said. But in spite of all that, when you spoke with her, when, she, when you get home in the evening or leave in the morning, she sees nothing but love in you. You're undisturbed by her actions. That would change her, I mean, in about 50 years, you would come around, man. But you'd be better for it. And your kids would be better for it. And she would be better for it. Can you imagine? Or if she was like that toward you, because God loves her too. And if she gave up her trauma, and you were acting bitter toward her. And she got up in the morning and made your breakfast. Or I think she worked now, but if she didn't work. But whenever you, she came in contact with you, you just saw love in your wife, and here you are tripping. In, in 40 years, you'll come around. Men tend to come around before women. <laughs> but just imagine it, just as God do with us. God see us tripping. He sees how messed up we are. That's why he said, you know, y'all need to renew your hearts. I need to renew your mind, right? Because every time uh, we see him, He's nothing but love for us. He's never mad. He's never acting out. He doesn't act according to the way we act. His, if we want to sleep by ourselves, fine. He'll let us. But he's not going to be mad about it. He'll go into the other room and sleep like a, a baby because he has nothing but love. And it's not based on how we feel about him. It's how he feels about us. So if your wife treated you that way or you treated her that way, it couldn't help but change. You could become as one. And I know what you mean about being touched and all that kind of stuff, but that's really not love. That's a physical thing that uh, it, it leads to destruction after a while because if that ego is not being touched and cuddled and felt and told in love, it'll start to get mad and go off on you. You know, it'll start, the ego will get mad and go out and cheat and say, well, you know, since you're not doing it, I'm going to go out and do it somewhere else. That's just all ego, right? But if you realize that that's what your ego is crying for, and you start to starve that ego by going within so God can love you, then if your wife didn't want to say, I love you and all that, it wouldn't matter because you love her, and she doesn't need to love you. Because her love is not real anyway, if it's about all that. Now, as human beings in our fallen nature, we all go through that. But at some point, we need to overcome that because that won't last anyway, and when it stops, everybody's ready to bail out. That kind of stuff do not last. It would not last, because even if you train each other to say it every morning, after a while you see that it's not real. It's just words. But she really doesn't mean it, or he doesn't mean it. But you got to start pulling away from that desire and desire the things of the heart, which is of God. And that's what people are missing. They get mad at the situation, yeah, well, forget about it. I'm out of here. That's why you got to renew the mind. you got to renew the heart. What are you thinking, John? Uh, I'm just thinking about what's being said and uh, thinking about my situation. 
uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, there can be a change. It will be a change if you submit to prayer. It will be a change. You can't fail when you pray. Because now you're seeking God because you want him to guide you in this. Because you realize of yourself you can't do it on your own. You realize there's an issue with you and not the world around you. You can't. That's why Satan won't let you pray. Oh, you don't have time. Or it's not working. Or if you do pray, you see how connected you are to your thoughts. And now you can't sit there and face yourself. He doesn't want that to happen because he knows if you commit, submit to prayer, he's going to have to let you go. And he doesn't want to let you go. The ego doesn't want to die. It really doesn't. And we as human beings are so connected to it. It's absolutely amazing how identified we are with the mind, with the ego self. We are so identified with it, it's crazy. And you're not going to know that until you're uh, trying to get away from it. It's like trying to overcome drugs. You don't know how addicted you are to it until you try to leave it alone. And the ego is worse than drugs, really, because we, we tend to get life from that on a daily basis. I want to move on here, but that's something else, John. We saw, I saw a picture of you last night at a dinner. Uh, you and your wife, at a, it's a video of you at a wedding. And I think it was about 10 years ago. Uh, so how long has Cliff been married? 13. 13 years ago, you were at this wedding, you and your wife. And you have not changed at all. You look just the same as you did 13 years ago. Uh. <laughs> You've been locked in. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Everybody's like, wow, that's John. He looked the same today. You have not changed at all in looks. You know something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> you know, John, I think that, uh, my opinion anyway, kind of looking at what you're dealing with, uh, is you're, you're really kind of focused focused on yourself and how you see how you think things should be. And I think if you kind of just focus on John and figure out how you can be a better man in your relationship, things will be a lot better for you and your wife. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Let me ask you something since you have the mic. We're talking about renewal of the mind this year. And uh, I want to ask you, i start this out with you. did you renew, were your mind renewed this year at all? Yes, it was. Uh, what do you know for sure now? Is there one thing you know for sure? One thing I know for sure is that I don't uh, focus Hold it to your mic. Uh, I, I don't focus on... Uh, like this way, look. Yeah, I got it, Jess. <laughs> you all got the mic all down I'm just here. Trying to think about what you're here what you're, over what you're here. <laughs> Go ahead. I just try to let things happen in the moment. You know, as opposed to before, trying to guess how things are going to turn out in my life. You know. I just kind of deal with things in the moment and at the time. And I find that really works for me more so than, yes, sir. than, than anything else. It does work. It really it's works. weird how that yeah. works, huh? Yeah, you know how you used to worry about things and you, and I've learned this year to not worry about anything. Just let things happen and deal with them at the moment. Yes. And it just makes your life so much better. Good, man. Yeah. What do you know for sure? Renewing my mind? Yeah. Uh, Your mind has been renewed somewhat this year, right? Yeah. Speaking to the mic from What do you know for sure? By the renewing of your mind, what do you know for sure? Uh, That it's my pride and my own thoughts are not important. I need to avoid, I need to push them away. Yeah. And um, can I, just my latest meditation, um, not every day does it work. 
but the days it works are <laughs> grand. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so I was thinking about my life, and I knew about my thoughts and my pride and, and all the things I had to worry about and think about, and they're swirling around there like crazy, and they're right there. But when I'm able to, you know, focus and get rid of those and, and all of the things I'm thinking about, and this is only like a couple days ago, there's that, there is that voice that comes in, and it, comes, it, it sort of sneak attacks me, but it's very peaceful. It comes in, it overwhelms. It's, it's, it's not a sound. It's not a vision. It's yeah, not. That's right. It's a little bit of everything and a lot of nothing. Yeah. But it overtakes me. And the last thing it told me was joy. And uh, when that overtook me, um, you know, I just, I got to like chill. Yes, sir. And it just said joy. And just, just, and that's the last thing I am told to do. So right I'm doing that right now. <laughs> Good, man. Give the mic to the lady in front of you. Renewing of the mind this year. Did that happen for you at all this year? Yes. Renewing of the mind for uh, uh, this year, from within. Who is God? Who is God? Who is God? God is uh, Jesus. I don't understand the question. (laughs) (laughs) Wayne. <laughs> Wayne is God. <laughs> That's right. Are we playing with God? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so by renewing of the mind for you this year, you believe that God is Jesus? Yeah, the Father, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what renewing of the mind did for you? No. <laughs> I knew that already. Uh, for oh. me, renewing of the mind this year, just uh, really just looking at myself and just uh, uh, just focusing on myself and not on... And what have you realized? Give us one example of what you realized about yourself as a, re- as a result of the renewing of the mind from within. Uh, just... How selfish I am, or I can be. Sometimes That's a very good point. Not being aware of it, or how you kind of set your standard com- by comparing yourself to other people. Yes. Um, even your happiness. You kind of have your happiness radar, and <laughs> the range is based on what my perception of happiness is. So yes. a lot of it is where I got my range or my spectrum to begin with, and uh, things like that. That's deep. If you want to know how selfish you are, renew your mind. Everything is about you. (laughs) Everything. If you're mad at me, it's about me. You have no right to be mad at me. You have no right to do this to me. Blah, 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 blah. Selfish. Angry people are selfish people. All angry people are selfish people. That's why you're angry, because it's about you and not about someone else. And it, one thing I realized this year, too, is your kind of spectrum that you somehow either conditioned yourself or you pick it up along the way of whether it's happiness or whatever. It's really emotionally based. Yes. And I think that there's people in your life, we all, I, there's people in my life that I kind of gravitate to. They trigger the range on the little, yeah. you know, a monitor, if you will. Yes, and, ma'am. Uh, if they don't make you feel good, you hate them or you blame them. But it's a selfish thing to do because nobody should have to make you feel any. You know, Anything. it's all you. Wow. I got to move faster here. Wow. Time is just going. Um, yes, give it to her. Um, were you renewed at all from within this year? And hold it to you like that for me. Yes. Okay. And in what way? Um, I realized that um, anything that I could ever, like, want or ask from God um, happens while I'm praying. Like, in those moments when I'm connecting, like, even in my ego mind, whatever it is that I think I want is being taken care of. Not necessarily in the way that my ego mind would say that, but, you know, whatever type of fulfillment, you know, or, you know, emptiness that I have. Like, literally, in the moment that I'm praying, 
it's being filled. I might not feel it then, yes, but like every, every aspect of my life is working out in those moments. And that was, that was one of the most um, encouraging things I've ever seen. Amazing. Amazing. You have, that's why it's so important to pray. Pray and it shall, you shall receive. Really. Um, right here. Were you renewed at all from within this year? Yeah. In what way? I realized that everything I thought I knew, I didn't know. And that uh, I don't have emotional upsets anymore. Right on. Like my gas heater, my gas pipe broke out in, the front, in my house, and then my, my furnace broke. And I didn't have a tantrum like, you know, oh, no, why me? <laughs> I just, yes. oh, well, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever. And so I, I'm pretty calm. And with my children. I see the change in you, too. I saw you changing this year. Yeah, and with my children, even my son that never, you know, he always wanted to stay away from me because he felt something that I wanted from him. He says, Mom, I love you. You know, yes. surprise. You know, he's never <laughs> said right. that. And so I just feel more peace, and I let everything. I'm going through a lot right now, but I'm not worried about it. You know, even right. physical pain, I'm not worried about That's it. That's right. Well, hallelujah. Uh, I got to move a little faster, so I won't be able to get to everybody, but I got to ask. This young man who's going to give me a truckload of jokes first. <laughs> and I'm scared to go to him. Because he's going to mess up the mood. But I'll take a risk. Forgive me, Lord. Now you're putting pressure on me to throw out a joke. <laughs> um, did you pray this year? I did. And what is uh, what did prayer do for you? Wow. It, um... What did you realize about prayer? Or did you realize anything about prayer? Yeah, I realized it actually works. In what way? In the way of showing you your relationship with your mind. And I have a very tight relationship with my mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let me go run over here real fast. And we, uh, yes. Did you com- uh, commit to prayer this year? And how did it, what did you, did you discover anything about prayer that you had not realized before? No. Nothing? Just about me. I discovered about me, but not about prayer. Oh, okay. What did you realize about you? Uh, Were you renewed this year from within? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I kind of like was looking for more in a certain way. What do you mean looking for more? <laughs> I was looking for, <laughs> I, I was, um, you know, I just, I don't know. Better, you know, I, I want, I want, I wanted to be free of, you know, my judgments and angers, and I, I am not free of that, and I wanted to be. Are you still not free? No, and um, but one thing I recognized the last couple of days is that um, I tend to get frustrated with stuff that I don't get certain results, but I also realize that I have a, a issue with um, giving. And I've had to kind of like be in a situation this year where I'm, I'm, in, I'm kind of like giving more. <laughs> and I realize that you can't get frustrated if you don't give enough. <laughs> I only get frustrated if I don't get enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like my, my mindset has been wrapped into giving to me. You know, like, and so, you know, that's where the frustration comes from because I'm always wanting things and I don't feel like I get results or whatever that I'm wanting and there's always like a continual frustration. Oh, okay. And um, so I, I guess also in the last couple of days um, my prayer seems to be more um, intensified in a certain kind of way and more I think the things I want from God, it seems like he started to give me those things I I wanted. What do you want from God? I want I want freedom. I want I want oh. I, I don't want to be I don't want to hate people anymore. Um, I want to live um, I want to live free, and oh. and um, 
you know, I think what I've been given in that vein is just maybe so far a, a little bite of it so far. I, and and that has to be enough for me right now. And, and, and if I don't get what I want completely, I have to understand that that's, that's another temptation for me to, to be frustrated because I don't, you know, it's like you want, I want freedom. If I don't have it in the measure that I feel like I, <laughs> I'm getting it in, that's another temptation to be frustrated. So I've kind of been like really kind of watching that lately a lot. Oh, okay. I don't know if you're following me. No, I totally am. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little anxious because okay. of the clock and my, the guy giving me all these things. I got to ask one more person though, and I'm sorry I won't be able to get to everybody. Mary, did, we're right here to marry you. Will you renew from within this year at all? I feel somewhat, but then I noticed I'm back to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you're back to the same point you started out at the beginning of the year. Right. It seems like, I mean, just yesterday I had this this thing that I did, and then I, afterwards I'm like, wow, why did I do that? Because I did. <laughs> Put it close to your mouth right now. I'll weigh a little bit, Mary. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I was just realizing, wondering why I, I, I did did something without. In other words, before I I went out, I did something. Right. Then when I get home, I'm like, I already had that. Why did, <laughs> why did I go do that? Yeah. So just it's just like a circle. So right. I, so you're right where you started from. Yes. Okay. And did you pray to here? Somewhat. Somewhat. No wonder. Yes, no yes. wonder. Yes. You get what you deserve. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm really sorry, folks. I, I got to end here, but here's what I want to share with you. Some things that I've realized this year. Um, I realized that um, I have a, there's this battle with my mind. I, I'm serious. And the more I grow from it, the worse it gets, the madder it becomes. It really does become angry at you. And it's like a little, it, it's like a little snake in the grass or something, right? It's constantly hiding a, a minute, and the moment you relax, it pops back out with something else. And you find yourself thinking about that and feeling it. And then once you realize, hey, this is what's going on, it'll hide for a minute, and then it'll pop back out again. And it is a major thing to see it happening like that. And I see it so much now. This year, because of the pressure and the things I've had to deal with, it has forced me to even seek more, right? And, and the more I realize about this stupid ego, I'm like, wow, this is really not me with this battle going on. And I realize how identified. And I asked God this morning while getting dressed, how did I become so identified with this mind? This thing that's not me, it encompasses everything I think about and do over all these years. So I'm so connected with it. It's like uh, I remember once uh, the guys and I, we went on, a, we fasted for a, a, a month or so, I think. We fast for a month. Remember that? Two days? Uh, <laughs> it was the worst time of my life. I, <laughs> I did not for two days fast, right? But I thought it was like once a week for a month or something. Huh? It was. It was over a period of a month. Yeah, but, but Pat didn't last for two days. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know how connected I was to food until I tried to stop doing it just for one little day. It was like madness, right? Well, that's the idea. When you start to fast away from the ego... You're going to see how connected you are to that. I'm realizing that more and more, and it's such a blessing. And in that connection with ego, there's nothing but fear and doubt. Fear and doubt. It's always about what happened and what's going to happen as a result of what did happen. It's never about right now. And you could be like totally free living right now, doing just fine, you're grinning, eating, and everything is fine, right? but it'll come and mess with you to give you an illusion of something that's going to happen to you or because of something you did. It doesn't have any reality for now. And I'm like, wow, this is so crazy. It's a nutcase to know that, but it's freeing up to know that. I'm telling you, 
It is freeing to know that I am not my thoughts and that anytime I worry at all because I've slipped into the future or a path that doesn't even exist, it can make you worry about what's going to happen this next, in the next moment and you'll feel it and live it out as though it's happening. Have you ever noticed that? You are afraid of something or happy about, like winning the lottery, right? You go and play the, that $556 million lottery. The moment you buy that ticket, you have won. <laughs> and you start spending it on buying a house and, and, and taking care of this and that. And you're feeling all happy about that, right? And the next morning when, the lottery, when they pull the names and you, you count your number over and over and over again, you count it backwards, <laughs> You write it down, and one, and then that's a 13. You didn't win, but you've already lived as though you won, and now you're disappointed. And you promise you'll never play again, and then it goes back up to $1,010 million. You're back out there, well, I'll just play one more time, right? It's like that with the mind. What I also realized is that, you know, Patrick said he was kind of frustrated because he's not getting what he wants, right? I absolutely do not know what I want. I have no clue as to what I want. But I can tell myself, oh, I want God. I want God's will to be done. I want freedom. I want peace. I want this. That's not what you want. It just sounds good to say it because you hear it, and there is some truth. seems like everybody wants peace, right, or freedom, but you don't. When you really get down in the nitty-gritty, it is all nice saying. We don't know what we want. Another thing I realize is that I don't know what to pray for. Really, I do not know what to ask God for. And that's why he said that when we pray, be still and know him. And we have the Holy Spirit who will intercede on our behalf, and he will pray for what we want. And what we need, because we are so connected with the ego that we don't even know what we want. And to say that you know is lying and deceiving yourself. You don't know. And the moment you see you don't know, as Wayne was saying earlier, it just happens. And whatever you get is what you wanted and needed and everything is all perfect. But to think that you know it's another setup. It's a judgment. It's a decision that you made playing God. You don't know what you want. And one of the reasons Patrick's not getting all that he wants because he's making decisions about what he have and don't have. You cannot make a decision about anything. You are playing God. You made a judgment. And as long as you make a decision and make a judgment, you're your own God. You're your ego or friends. You absolutely cannot, and nor do you need to make a decision. This is what I'm learning about me this year. This renewing of the mind thing has been more than a notion for me. I don't even have time to get into what all it has done for me. But I want to encourage you that you got to submit to prayer. Because all, otherwise, all you're doing is, doing is keeping yourself down away from everything that's already laid out for you, and you're just making one mistake after another. One up and one down. One up and one down. That's all you're doing, and you're never going to find what he has already laid out for you by doing that. You got to resist the temptation to make a decision about anything. This is right. This is wrong. This person is attacking me. That's wrong. This is a person treating me well. That's right. This person did this in my life. That's wrong. I got a brand new car today. That's good. That's foolish. Foolishness. I'm telling you, folks, you don't know how much we are not in control of anything until you start to pray and submit to prayer, and all will be added. So I want to say Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. And submit to prayer because God is good and life is laid out, but you got to let go. You really have to let go of the brainwashing. You got to let go. It's not about you 
somebody loving you or giving you, it's about you giving back to them, no matter how bad the situation is. God bless you, and Merry Christmas, and thank you, guys. Thank you, ladies. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Come back to me.